Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. everybody. It's President's Day, February 20th. It's been really so up and down with the weather still. I like to talk about the weather because it kind of influences my life quite a bit here. I don't know about where you live, but it does influence a lot. You know, we had a couple of really hard days of snow and the kids got no school um, last Friday, and I know a couple more times since I've talked to you last. So that meant those days at work may have been a little bit slower because people couldn't come in, but yet busier with phone and computer work. So it's just felt like things have been out of rhythm, out of sync, if you will. So we had a lot of snow last week on Thursday, and my husband got it all cleaned out of the driveway, and then it's been warm all weekend, which I am incredibly grateful for. Warm meaning it's been 30 degrees, 35 degrees, 39 degrees, warm enough to melt the ice off the driveway, off the car. It's been sunny. I I really can't complain for February, except I always want more sun. And then when the sun gets here in the summer, I'm hot. And then I feel like I'm baking sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that the human condition? I really would like just to have a happy middle ground. Does anyone live in a place that's a happy middle ground? Let me know. I'll research it for my retirement years. However, I will have to say it's been warm enough and melted enough that we've been able to get out to the wilderness area close to us. And last night, we had a great time seeing elk and deer. Now, we didn't see as many turkeys and other small animals. We stopped counting the deer over 200, and we saw 50 of the elk. And of all the places, they were at the area that was burned in a wildfire last summer. So I got a couple of really nice videos and then they decided to cross the road in front of me. So I videoed that and put it on TikTok and I'm going to put it on YouTube shorts this afternoon. So I enjoy that. We're getting out. We're able to go for rides. It was a little muddy, so we might have to wait a few weeks. But that gets me thinking about all of the things I want to do when the weather gets warm and gardening and plants and all the things. So I may go to Walmart today to get some elastic and I'm going to look and see what kind of plants they have there. 
Uh, Meyer has plants, but they're very expensive. Lowe's has plants, but they're way too big. And I've gotten diseased plants from our Lowe's before. So I thought, hey, I'll check out Walmart. Um, so with the sewing room, I'd like to start off with that sewing room decluttering project that I started with Karen of Just Get It Done Quilts did a 21 day challenge. Well, it took me a couple of months to slowly go through my Calyx Ikea cabinets. They're bookcases actually with sliding in and out bins that actually hold quite a bit. I've organized all of my fabric by color and I've taken out all of the things that don't belong in here or take too much space in this sewing room because I got my sewing machine set up and I like sewing in here yet it's off the dining room so if I want to listen to something that my husband's watching on TV or have a chat I can still talk to him or I can shut the door and I'm not bothering him while he's watching a show and I'm sewing. The long arm situation is still upstairs and it's still very loud and he's home a lot more because I don't know, you know, with the way the economy is, work has really slowed down over the last year. So he's home more, you know, and during parts of the lockdown and pandemic, he was home more. So overall, the last few years, he is not working the 60 plus hours a week he used to work. And now he's home more, which I like, but also I'm having to do the dance of, you know, I like to do things, but they're loud, like long arming. So I'm still working on it. I think it will stay upstairs, but I have gotten my routines down a little bit better to where I can long arm in the morning when he's not here. And sometimes, you know, on the weekends I will long arm and he just turns the TV up louder. I did decide to move the Cricut back into this sewing space because it's a creative space and most of the clutter is out of here. The ironing board took up a huge amount of room. So I put that upstairs by the long arm and I put a pressing station next to the sewing machine on this little sewing machine table. I, I have to say I got a whiteboard up. So as a recap, the top of the Calyx systems still have items on them, and I think there's no reason to take them off. Is it pretty? No. It's a functional storage solution, and it's a craft room, so it's not going to look Instagram ready. That's, that's just the way it is. Now the next thing is as the weather warms up, I'm going to tackle the overflow storage of our enclosed front porch that we can't use for living space. It's great for storing things because it either gets too hot or too cold. Mm, I looked at it a couple times and my husband has looked at it and we're like, no, not yet. <laughs> so I'm happy to say with that recap that the sewing room decluttering challenge is complete for 2023. I'll probably do it again next year and maybe go a little bit deeper because this is what I'm finding. Sometimes you just have to get started, right? And I think that's something I've learned over time with many things, but it's a big jumping off point with Atomic Habits, which I like watching the short little videos online that have cartoons and the highlights of books. I just can't read. It's it's not a good thing right now. 
So jumping off, you know, that's a good place to start. And then you slowly build upon it. And each year that I do it, I may dig a little deeper. I may declutter a little bit more. I may find the working triangle needs to be tweaked a little bit more. But it's that's what works for me. I'm really happy with the way everything is set up currently. I'm podcasting in my sewing room. I can sew in my sewing room. I have my design wall and design boards. And all the things next to my chair are for hand sewing in the evening. So that's a great segue, isn't it, into what handwork am I doing? Cross stitch. Surprise! <laughs> I'm really into cross stitch. It takes, it's really kind of mindless in the patterns that I choose. And it's not overwhelming and it's not hard on my hands like hand sewing. Um... I'll have to be honest, sewing some of the hexagons by hand sometimes can be hard. I may try that this summer. But what I'd, what have I been working on in cross-stitch? So I found a really lovely designer called Wild Violet. And every once in a while, she'll give out freebies. And she has really inexpensive patterns. Some are only $3, some are more. So I finished one that I believe came through as a freebie on her newsletter. It is a, looks like an old-fashioned skeleton key, and it's surrounded by a laurel wreath. So I really like it. I think what I'm going to do is change, change it, fully finish it, because it's cross-stitched now, into a tiny little pillow with a hanging ribbon, and hang it on my old-fashioned doorknobs where there is a spot for a skeleton key. Isn't that so cute? I like to hang things on a couple of the knobs throughout the, my house. And I have a jade um, hand carved stone upstairs in my bedroom that has a hand tied macrame style loop on the end. And I, I just love it. So I like to hang things on the knobs and I thought the key would be great. Sometimes I change them out with seasonal decor also. So I'm still working on my temperature cross stitch. I have caught up with it. Yellows is the coldest. A little bit warmer is greens. And now I'm into blue. We've had a couple of days that are warm enough to go into the warmer color, which is blue. And that's the colors I assigned. You know, logically, wouldn't blue be colder than green? But hey, that's what I did. It was part of a stitch pack and they had it in gradients in the gradient colors. That's how I went with it. And the stitch pack was like um, candy floss, I think, with the free candy heart pattern from Fat Quarter Shop, if you're interested. And I didn't make too many colors because, you know, the more colors you have on it, it's just, it can get chaotic, but the other part, you know, in the finished product, the other part is then you got like so many colors for so many temperatures and it can get a little complicated, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And I'm keeping things simple. So since that's been stitched and I have a couple of stitched projects that I haven't fully finished, um, is a stitch that's called count twice stitch once by wild violet also i bought this pattern i think it was about three or five dollars i really like it it's got a little scissors a little embroidery hoop with a, uh, a 
a key in the being stitched. So I just stitched that. Isn't that cute? A little um, cross stitch flosses and a pair of scissors on it. And I thought, love it. And I'm going to use my own colors on this because um, the colors she chose are chose, choses. How about chose? Are a little bit um, not bright. How's that? She used pretty blues and greens, but I want to make the key. I have a copper color in the scissors, maybe, maybe a gray or silvery color. Who knows? But I'll make it up as I go along using floss that I have already in my little floss stash. How much fun. So the next thing is I decided I wanted to try something new. I have two even weave napkins and I found them as I was cleaning and I thought I fell in love with this project that these cranberry colored napkins would be great. It is X Stitch the Rainbow on a book, a Facebook group or Instagram. And they are promoting patterns that are going to be presented at the cross-stitch market in Nashville, which is for only wholesalers. And these designers, there's 25 of them who are in X-Stitch the Rainbow. It's a theme that I do love, which is tea time. And the colors are beautiful. They're kind of a raspberry gray and light green teal springy. I don't know. I can't wait to see it with a little bit of the gray is like a misty color. So I can't wait to see these silk threads. Oh, I spent a lot of money for these, but they say there's a lot of thread in this or floss, whichever you call silk, but I thought floss sounds too DMC, which is the lower end. And I'm, I like using DMC, but I thought this is going to be fun. Try something with silk. And I have these beautiful even weave napkins that I thought would be great for the tea time themed patterns that you can purchase once they debut at market. And I believe it all starts March 3rd, but they've been promoing it for a couple of weeks and I am just so excited about it. So anyway, I'm going to be picking several tea themed cross stitches to do over the rest of the year. And I'm very excited about it. And they're some of my favorite colors. So why did I decide to jump on the tea theme? Because, well, with all of the cleanup, and I brought the Cricut back in here with the um, end table that it's a, it's a very vintage one, probably from the 20s, that's got a little raised uh, lip around the top on three quarters, three sides, and the front is curved. It has a little inlay, and it has a shelf on the bottom, and it's perfect for my Cricut. It's very low. Um probably because couches were shorter back in the day. And I thought, this is great. It sits perfectly underneath my design wall and there's an outlet there. So I can swing it out a little bit when I go to print things or easily move it to a space that has room in the back of the Cricut if I'm printing things off and cutting things. And that means I had an open spot 
in front of the west facing window when I did a little bit of a shuffling and I moved what was in front of the window and I put my card table that was in the sewing room and I tried sewing on it and it was like my home um, office makeshift table but I put plants on it and they're out of a north facing cold window and they were looking super sad. Let me tell you, houseplants people, if you have any help for me, let me know. I've only been doing plants for a couple of years beyond a, one or two things I've had. And um, I lost a, a begonia again in January. It's like a, looks like an angel wing begonia with red and green leaves. Oh, it, it didn't make it. I think it got too cold. And then the African violet, uh, it's not doing well. It got super duper duper dry and then I overwatered it and then it just collapsed. It has a teeny bit of life left, but I think it's not going to make it. So what do you do? Okay, for the violet, I tried taking it out of the soggy soil into a very super dry, dried out potting soil and then put it in a larger container to just let it dry for several days. Then I watered it and I fed all of the plants a very weak amount of indoor household plant by mir feed plant feed by Miracle Grow. So all of that to say, I don't know if the violet's gonna make it, but I think the rest of the plants are much happier in the west window and they're warmer. The spot is much warmer, which I think is a big, big thing. Where the plants were in the kitchen is near the kitchen door and where we come in and out. And in the winter, you get a lot of drafts. So the plants that survived looked pretty good. But I'm going to get some grow lights, I think, from my sister. She has a couple extra ones and I'm going to bring those home. And I thought I can see from my little pink chair in the living room into the room where there the plants are. And I thought I'm going to make that my little indoor fairy garden place and just kind of make it as something, I don't know, fun and whimsical versus some people have a really fun tropical paradise. Mine's going to be um, what plants I can grow with the limited amount of sun I have until I get those grow lights. And just try to make it a fun indoor place for the fairies to gather. It's warm and pretty. <laughs> I just can't believe I lost two plants this winter. I hear that's kind of common. But when I go out this afternoon, I might buy another plant just to try to pick up the spirits of lo after losing two. Well, why do I have to go to Walmart to buy elastic, you may ask, because I don't have anywhere else in town that sells it. And um, I'm making these no-glue design boards. Um, the Sewing Room on YouTube had a great idea of how to make a design board using, I'm using flannel, she used batting, and she sewed the binding on the edge and then put elastic on it so it just snaps over like a shower cap. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? This gluing and trying to miter and all that, it makes for a nice finish. But then you're like, what if I bend the board? Or what if 
um, something happens to the flannel, like maybe I rip it or something, this way you can replace the board and you round the corners. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, so if you want a design board with that you can put your pieces on for your patches and your units of quilt blocks, or use it for cross stitch to put your threads on and not have them fall all over. Lori Holt's boards are very cute, but they're a lot of work. And these are more practical, way more practical. So my first effort didn't work because I didn't stretch the elastic enough. I, I've not sewn elastic directly on fabric before. So I rewatched the video and she really, really stretched it and I did not. And I used the last of my elastic to test out my first board. So I'm having fun because I think this will be a much more practical way to use design boards and have them be recyclable, right? You know, like if you don't have to hold the whole throw the whole thing away if you bend the board or if you stain it or rip it um the the fabric on top. So that's a great great place to go who has the the sewing room has a lot of great tutorials. And I've been watching a few of them. I love her quality and of her videoing and I just enjoy it. Now, what did I put in the spot where the plants were in the kitchen? Well, I made a little coffee station. I moved the coffee pot. Uh, it's actually a tea kettle, you know, electric kettle. And then I do French press right now. And my little canisters, which are old fashioned brown fault graft, I think like bean pots and things. And I made a little coffee station with tea bags in the little canisters. It's really cute, but it needs a little bit more coffee or tea themed decoration. Oh, do you see where this is going? Wouldn't it be fun to cross stitch one of those little tea time cross stitches and hang them in that, hang it in that corner for my coffee and tea bar. So I'm pretty excited about having more room on my countertops because I don't have much countertop space and I moved it over to a rolling um it's like a butcher block top rolling cart and that is in the corner and that's where the plants were and that's how everything goes in my house you have to do one thing turns into a ripple effect right you have to have an order of operations <laughs> and to move one thing means you got to move something else and yada 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 so I finally got all of those little projects done they really weren't complicated and I am happy that it's all set up so overall what have I been doing in the quilting department I'm really happy I got two baby quilts quilted quickly for my friend who needed them for an upcoming baby shower in March. I have two more of her smaller quilts to do and then two large queen size customs. So I feel like I have the momentum flowing for long arming. So one of the projects left this afternoon is I'm going to go upstairs, press a quilt and get started on loading it on the frame. So I did 
one of her customs and then I did two quick all over swirl baby quilts and it's really been helpful in getting the rhythm of long arming back and getting the creative juices flowing again and hopefully um, I'll be all set when I'm ready to load those queens on. The other thing I did is I sewed all of the blocks that are for socialites socialites 2 which is a sew along with fat quarter shop fat quarter shop every friday has been coming out with a block with a video tutorial on a couple of different ways that you could sew them um i really really enjoy watching the tutorials on ones that i get stuck on and i'm finding now that i am on block 16 this was a Christmas star pattern by Cory Yoder. Now, I've been watching some of Cory Yoder's YouTube since this sew along has started because she does a lot with Fat Quarter Shop as a partner. And she has a great YouTube channel also. And I was like fascinated that she is doing her blocks for the sew along is three inches. Oh my gosh, you should check out her three inch blocks i think she has them on instagram they're very very cute coriander quilts is her i think her instagram handle anyway put Coriander in her the search button on instagram and you'll find it she really is inspiring she has some very pretty fabrics coming out this spring that are going really really fast the christmas star is a tough block for six inches but I did it and I believe most of the points were preserved it's like a double eight pointed star with not four flying geese units but eight and four of them are double flying geese okay I am not afraid of flying geese anymore especially in this little six and a half inch size means the flying geese units are one and a half by two and a half inches wide so yeah it was tough but it was worth it it was so much fun so i am every week doing my social lights too the layout has i think been revealed this week i heard that on part of the video that kimberly jolly has been doing um, on her Fridays for quilting and there was a sneak peek um, at the beginning of Socialites too. So I can't wait to look at it because I've had the sneak peek. You could download a line drawing, but there's no pattern on how to do it. And I'm just waiting for her pattern because you know what? I could figure it out, but I don't want to because, you know, it takes a lot of brain power that I don't seem to be having right now. <laughs> Now, something that's really fun, too, if you're into Socialites, too, or if you're going to do it in the future, join the Facebook group. It's called Socialite Lounge, and Robin Pickens, every week, and she may post it on Instagram, too, she does like a color study in EQ and shows you how your block could look with four or five different colorways, which is also very helpful in choosing scraps which I'm doing for this particular sew along because I want to practice my skills because yeah yeah you know the drill long COVID has really wrecked my um, I want to say my memory it's not it it's brain fog they call it but it's like this 
man, things that you know, things that happen, things, all kinds of memory things is there, but it takes a long time to bring it up. And they say it takes 12 to 18 months for it to improve as good as it's going to get. So I'm at six months now and it's getting better and better each week as I work out the puzzle of putting a quilt block together. And I'm going to tell you each of these quilt blocks uses different skills. So that's why I'm enjoying this sampler project. Now the other um, project I'm doing is called So Scrappy Spools by Lori Holt. I am truly doing it as a scrap project also. And they're having you sew eight of the little five and a half inch blocks that go in a spool. Um, And I don't know how many, this is going to be a year long sew along. So I'm going to backtrack. Fat Quarter Shop said that Socialites is about 24 of the blocks and I chose six and a half inch. So there's ways to go on that one too. And this Scrappy Spools is great because it's five and a half inches of blocks that are fun and can be interpreted into a smaller block. But they have all kinds of super cool things. Uh, framed nine patch. I did what she calls a scrappy cabin, four patch, and a churn dash. Next month is a little tiny five and a half inch American flag. Ah, that might be a challenge. And I think those are the only four blocks for the month because they're a little more labor intensive. And I think that's going to be the time, you know, between now and April where I may try sewing the sashing on some of these blocks to see how my spools part, the top and bottom of the spools, kind of go in the sashing, I think. Anyway, I'm going to try, see what it looks like, and keep the ball rolling. And I also have a couple of UFOs that I could pull out and start working on. And the Granny Square UFO is almost done. I haven't made any more, but I only need a couple blocks left on that. And then I could get the top put together and put it on the stack of (laughs) tops to be quilted. Let me check my notes and see how we're doing. I know I'm trying to be very organized and wrote notes for today's podcast. So I wanted to share a couple of things that I have been doing that have really helped me keep on track and been watching Diane from Denmark. She's doing a decluttering challenge every day this month on her YouTube channel. She has like a five to seven minute video and it's been really helping me to go through stuff. And when I see things that I don't need anymore, I throw it away. And if it's junk, if it can be recycled or whatever. So it's been very inspiring to help me get back on the fly lady um, method of keeping the house clean. And the app has been keeping me in line. I'm feeling great because I feel like I've gotten a couple fireworks. Woohoo! That I actually got all of the things done on that particular day. And then you feel like you've got something done. It's really tough to get back into the routine I had pre-pandemic. I had it down. Man, I was really good. I was going to the gym two to three days a week. I had the fly lady down. I think 
my kids were all grown and had left the house. But, you know, so I kept going with routines I had established while they were living at home. And then I got it like really tuned in because I had less less work to do around the house. Let's be honest. When your kids grow up and leave, you have less things to do and you have more time for self-care and hobbies. Well, I was on it and I was really on um, doing all of the things that I do, long arming, podcasting, really just feeling like I was doing really well. Well, then it kind of all kind of fell apart like everybody's did during lockdown because everybody was home, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast. Then the routines got a little off. I got a little lazy about it. Then I got sick and it's been a long time few years. I just feel like for the first time since 2019, I feel like I'm getting back to having the house the way I like it. I feel like I've been able to get the routines going again. I feel like I've been able to do things in the way I like to do them in a semi-orderly manner, but I need the apps because before I didn't, I used to be able to map it all out on a notebook I tried using my Silken Sonder, but it just wasn't enough. I carry my phone with me all the time for many reasons. Part of it is I I just get a lot of text messaging and phone calls, and I have a work phone too, but I turn that off on days off. But I need to answer a lot of things pretty quickly, as we all do, right? And um, I just need that at my fingertips, and it's all pre-planned. I don't have to plan it. I don't have to look it up. It's all there. So that's helped me get things going. And I think time management books and getting habits going, like um, I'd already mentioned Atomic Habits, but Gretchen Rubin wrote um, a great book on habits also. That particular book is called Better Than Before. And I like what it says on the cover. I read this several years ago. It's called What I Learned About Making and Breaking Habits to Sleep More, Quit Sugar, Procrastinate Less, and Generally Build a Happier Life. All of her books, I think, are very good. And I just really enjoyed it because I didn't consider myself a procrastinator. But I started being one over the last few years. And yeah procrastination just sneaks up on you like a dirty dog, right? (laughs) Oh man, next thing you know, you have procrastinated. So anyway, I've been using apps. I've been also using to-do lists to help keep everything out of my head and into the app. And I have one that is just simply called to-do list because my phone doesn't have one built in. So that's been super helpful. Now, the other thing is, is that this to-do list can carry over until you get it done. So it doesn't just magically disappear and then you can reprioritize things. That's been super helpful. Also, I have to set alarms on my phone and put everything in my phone calendar. And yes, so that's been helpful. And I've been actually dedicating Um, time to put all of this stuff in, write it down, check it off. And then what I do for the podcast is I write notes in my journal. Why am I saying all of this? Because it's been a struggle over the last 10 days. 
a serious struggle in trying to get things done. It started with me getting sick with this ear infection, which kind of set off a long COVID cascade of just feeling like it was a big setback after I had built so much good work from mid-December after having the flu up until this time. I've been getting out and exercising every day, either in the gym or doing Yes to Next YouTube channels, um, Walk for Seniors. They generally are standing up and walking in place type of exercises, but they do have other ones. And they have one that's a dance and walk, which I may try because that'll be different. They have uplifting music and it's a mother and daughter. So the mother inspires me because she's in her 80s and the daughter inspires me because she's my age and in fabulous physical condition and health. And, you know, just trying to weave in all the good habits and get them going again has not been easy. And I'll be honest, over I, I'm a little late on this podcast because having enough energy and enough brain power to actually do it was difficult. So I really have to focus on, you know, when you have something like this, it, just because you have a setback doesn't mean it's forever. I've been treated for my ear infection and I'm getting better and doing extra things. It all takes time, but if I organize myself to be able to do these extra therapies that I'm doing at a local chiropractor, you know, he's not doing just back adjustments, it's other things that he does like visualization stuff with sports teams and he thinks this might help. I'm trying it. It might help. I don't know if it's helping, but it feels like it is. Um, maybe. But all of that to say is if you have a long-term illness, you can relate. And I have had long-term illnesses my whole life, but this has just been different. Very, very different. And work has been hard. I'm going to just put it out there. Work has been harder. Keeping the house was harder. I have a three-day weekend. I was able to get it all done. Most of it this morning. So it's just been weird. It's been a weird couple of weeks. And I'm hoping that it's over. And we're back on the path of doing all of the things that I want to do every day. But see, all that to say is sometimes we just can't and it's okay just to take a day or two and not exercise and maybe get more help if you need it. I might have to look into that. Maybe I need more help around the house. I may have to hire a housekeeper to come in once a week. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that point. I'm resisting that because I don't want to spend the money. But at the same time, I might have to just might have to. Um, because things change over the course of your life. Um, the garden, I'm keeping that simple. It's pretty much a mature garden, so I don't need to do a ton of weeding and I might need to get some help this spring when it comes to trash day for spring cleanup and taking all the crap out of this house that I have decluttered and couldn't put into recycle or it's too big for the garbage might need to get help for that. You know, see, these are things that I've pretty much always done by myself. And it's hard to accept sometimes that you need to get more help and I might need to pay somebody to do it. And that 
just irks me sometimes to think I have to pay somebody to do things that I quote should be able to do. But hey, why? Why get so bent out of shape about it? So I thought something I haven't shared in a while is I am still doing Home Chef three nights a week, occasionally four. And I'm very excited for the menus, the meals this week. Um, they're supposed to be here tomorrow. I hope so. Korean fried chicken with cheesy corn. Now, I picked this meal because it was actually, even with the corn, was a low in carb count. And what's really good is it is a 610 calorie meal. The chicken has mozzarella on it and mm, let's see it's really good it's got some sort of sauce it looks like it's got um some mozzarella on the corn mm. the next one that's really an express plus which means there's very little prep and it's a faster meal is a garlic pepper chicken with broccoli alfredo i know you're saying but that sounds like a really high calorie yeah it's a little higher with the fat 750 but if i watch all my snacks i should be better it's got only 54 grams of carbs with the portioned out noodles and i was told if you could keep it about 50 grams of carb a meal i would be doing good for controlling my blood sugar and the other chicken it's a chicken week cranberry thyme chicken it's got um, cranberry sauce on the chicken with a green bean with french onions and a sauce on them just a tiny bit which really is very little prep this is a i think this is their fast meal it's about 30 minutes i said sorry about that but anyway it should be great um i expect these meals to be super delicious and I have had not one bad meal from Home Chef. I really haven't. And their customer service is bar none. I really um, made a big mistake, though. I have a new oven in a new stove. I didn't realize that the broiler pan is on the bottom. And I absolutely fried the um, flatbread dinners that I bought once <laughs> in the broiler because the pan was a little too big. So I've learned if I, I had a flatbread, flat it was actually a non-bread, totally beyond my carb count, but delicious. It was a barbecue ranch steak flatbread with arugula on it with ranch. It was delicious. So I did not want to burn it. So I just put it in the oven at a little bit higher temperature until it browned up. Now, something else that we had recently that was super good was the spicy Korean style rice bowl. And instead of shrimp, I substituted chick, no, beef, beef strips. Mm. So anyway, I can't recommend Home Chef enough. The quality is top. It's pre-portioned out. You can pick low calorie low carb count. You can watch a lot of things. The only thing that I think you would have difficulty with a special diet is if you were needed gluten-free. Um, that might be a more of a challenge. So that's what's for dinner this week. 
And then um, tonight we don't have Home Chef, so it is um, Carb Conscious Taco Shells for the Taco Monday because I haven't had we haven't had tacos in a really long time, and I used ground turkey for that. And we have a few low carb um, tortilla chips that have a lot of flax and other seeds. We got them from I believe Aldi, but I expect it to be absolutely delicious. So that comes to the end of this week's podcast. I am going to take the rest of the afternoon to do some um, dreaded procrastination on laundry for work tomorrow. I'm super proud of myself that I mopped the kitchen floor and I am washing the rugs. If I do this now, then it won't be such a big deal come spring. The other thing I'm going to work on is my cross stitching and I may get, you know, if I get bored with that or I need a break from looking at the pattern, I might pull out my Liberty of London hexagons that I have prepped. I just want to just keep working on that. Probably more this summer. I don't know why it feels like sewing hexagons I thought would be a winter project, but it just hasn't happened this year. And it'll probably be more of a hot summer's day and I don't want to have a lot of fabric on me or whatever. Stitching hexagons may be the thing. So what have you been up to? Do you have any tips, tricks for me on um, organizing any apps for Android is what I use or even computers um, have wonderful spreadsheets or types of things for organizing and memory tracking um, any habit books or time management I'd love to hear it I'm going to probably post this later on this week or maybe tomorrow or Wednesday because I'm going to try to get all of these um, things that I mentioned into the show notes and I'm also going to engage in something that I have adopted as a philosophy a long time ago. And you may not think that time management flows with simple living. And today my simple living idea is to get a cup of tea after the podcast. And I'm going to just sit in a sunny window and really mindfully drink the tea see if there's any birds uh, outside or wildlife and have some really nice relaxing music and absorb the beauty of the day. Simple living is about not overcomplicating things and having a frenetic paced life, cooking slower foods, which means I like Home Chef because they're not processed foods 90% of the time. And eating whole foods. Oh, this is all sounding so much about having a better diet. But it's also more than that. Um, it's about being very mindful and enjoying the company of people that you're with, reading a book, and just having a day filled with activities and work, if you have to have a work, balanced out with your simple living life. Um, that doesn't mean minimalism. That doesn't mean that you have to eat a certain type of way. It means just really enjoying 
the things that are in season. And, you know, if you can do homemade, handmade baked bread all the time, good for you. But I can't, but I'm enjoying life and I'm slowing it down even more because I kind of got away from it over the last six to nine months because I've been so hyper-focused on trying to get back to being productive and all that. But it ties together with time management and my lists and fly lady because I have more time to enjoy a great cup of tea. Are you going to join the tea time sewing stitching next month with cross stitch? Let me know that and which patterns you've been looking at. Um, If you need any more information about it, go to X Stitch the Rainbow on Instagram or join their Facebook group. So I'm going to go have a cup of tea and enjoy the rest of the day off that I have and try to soak up a few rays of sunshine. You enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Take a deep breath. And I hope you have time to do some creative living and quilt on everyone.